many of us remember that in the past weeks, we have been talking about being seated and sealed. Seated with our Christ and sealed with the Holy Spirit. What a beautiful, what a beautiful thing it is to be seated with the Lord Jesus Christ. How many of us still remember that the Bible says we are seated in the heavenly places with Christ in him? And the same Bible says he is seated on the right hand of the Father this morning. That's where he is seated. And you are also seated with him in him at the right hand of the Father. You might be sitting here at KCC in Bulawayo, but in the spirit realm. Wow. You are such a beautiful creation, seated with the Lord. Not only that, but marked, sealed with the Spirit of God. To indicate that you indeed belong to God. Not to yourself, not to the world, and not to anyone else. We did spend time on this, and the last time we were talking, we were talking about the fruit of the Holy Spirit. The same spirit who seals us. We're talking about his fruit in us. And we want to continue under seated and sealed. But this time we are looking at the spiritual gifts. But this morning what I will just do is to lay a foundation on spiritual gifts. And in the coming Sundays we will be looking at these gifts one by one and to help you to understand the gifts. Actually, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1, Paul says something very profound. He says, concerning spiritual gifts, beloved, I would not want you to be ignorant. Concerning spiritual gifts, beloved, I would not want you to be ignorant. You can be ignorant of other things, but not spiritual gifts. You can be ignorant of many things in the kingdom, but don't be ignorant of spiritual gifts. Ladies and gentlemen, I need us to know, even as I lay my foundation, that the enemy loves ignorance. Ignorance is the breeding ground of the devil. And he loves ignorant believers who don't know who they are and who don't know what God has given them or who don't know what they have. One thing that all of us has here is a spiritual gift. Hallelujah. But let's not be ignorant of those. Like if I were to start by linking up these things, we spoke about the fruit the fruit of the Spirit is not the gift of the Spirit. It's not the spiritual gift. The fruit of the Spirit is something that you grow inside of you because of the presence of the Holy Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is the character. It grows as you grow in the Lord. And it is your duty to grow it. It is your duty to grow in the fruit of the Spirit, because it is the character of Christ in you. And your role is to grow into Christ, is to mature into Christ, so that you can become like Christ. That's what the fruit is there to do in your life. But the spiritual gift, ladies and gentlemen, is given 
you don't have to attain it by any other means. It is given complete. You don't have to perfect it or anything else. It comes to you complete as a full package to do what it ought to do and we'll show you as we move on. So all of us here have got that kind of thing. The spiritual gift is the power of Christ. Listen to me. The fruit is the character of Christ. The spiritual gift is the power of Christ. The character and the power of Christ. You see, you see a lot these days in the body of Christ or in the church or in the religious circles. What you normally see is the gift. People boasting about the gift, people doing whatever they are doing, and people emphasizing on the gift, the power, eh? Power. And that's what people are going for. They are going for power. They are looking for power, power, power. And by the way, the devil also gives his own gifts that look similar to the gifts of the spirit. And they do similar things. Yeah? But in the body of Christ, the emphasis is on growing in character. Yeah? Because when you grow in character, you are able to handle the gift and manifest the gift the way it ought to be manifested. So talk to your neighbor this morning and say, grow in character. That's what is important. Character. If you go into the world long ago, there used to be a nice little song. It was a flesh song, which sings like character, baby. Oh, how many people know that? No. Eh? It's, it's about character. Ladies and gentlemen, in the kingdom of our God, it's about character. If you have a gift and you don't grow your character, that gift will cause you to backslide. You can miss Christ. You can miss the mission, miss the purpose, and begin to boast in the gift and show off with the gift and all that kind of stuff, and you work against Christ. And at the end of the day, you are lost. So we will balance the two. We will make emphasis on the character and help people to mature to be like Jesus so that his power is made manifest in the right manner and in the manner that builds the kingdom of our God. Because all of us here are here to build and manifest the kingdom of our God. It becomes a tragedy where men and women of God just emphasize and run with the gift and the church or people just follow the gift. Just follow the gift. Follow the gift until they are drowned in backsliding or in sin. So this morning, allow me therefore to just show us briefly the nature and purpose of spiritual gifts. Then if time allowing, I will just show you the three clusters of these spiritual gifts. And then in the coming Sundays, we will look at the gifts. What's the nature and purpose of spiritual gifts? Let's have my slide up there on number one in terms of what we want to talk about. The nature and purpose for spiritual gifts is for strengthening others. That is to say, the Godhead, 
the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit would give gifts to believers so that you use your gift to strengthen others, to encourage other believers' faith. You sit here this morning, you probably have a gift that you are not sure of now, and its reason in you is so that you can encourage the person sitting next to you. Ladies and gentlemen, we live in a world that is full of discouragement. We need in a broke, I mean we live in a broken world. And if we are not careful, believers also get so broken. And many of them get so broken so much that they leave the church. That they backslide. Because in the church, no one is coming close to strengthen and to encourage them. And many of us believers sit down and assume in our heads that the work of encouraging others is for the guys on the pulpit. Not us. But this morning I need you to understand that you have a spiritual gift so that you can strengthen the person next to you. Romans chapter 1 verse 11 and 12. Let's discover what the Bible says. Is that scripture going to come? For I long to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to strengthen you. This is Paul. He's writing to believers in Rome. I long to come to you so that when I am with you, I can impart. That is to say I can share. I can distribute my gift to you so you can be strengthened, so you can be encouraged. I can speak to you from far, congratulations, but when I come closer, the gift in me begins to minister to you. The gift in me begins to strengthen you, encourage your faith, and before you know it, we are walking together again. That's what Paul is talking about. So he has a gift in him. He has gifts in him after all. And the gifts are for strengthening other believers. So I am coming to you so I can impart this gift to strengthen you. Are you with me this morning? The gift in you is to strengthen the other person. The gift in you is there so that you can impart it to others, distribute it, share it with others. You see, in the kingdom of God, there is no selfishness. In the kingdom of God, everything we have is not for us, is for others. It's not for you as an individual, it's for others. You are gifted by God so you can be a ministry of God to God's people. Do I make sense here? Are you with me this morning? And verse 12 says, That is, that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine. Hallelujah. This is beautiful. You see, your faith is not for you only, to get what you want to get out of it. It becomes faith, God's faith, when it is helpful to the person next to you. Ladies and gentlemen, as the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, we belong one to another. 
we exist for one another. You see, the gospel of the kingdom of God is about one another. And God empowers us, equips us with everything he has to equip us with so we can be useful one to another. Let's read. Open your Bible. This one will not appear on the screen for now, but read with me 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse number 7. Let's go there. Open your Bible. I am also opening mine. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse number 7. What does the Bible say? Mine says, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. The manifestation of the Spirit, which is the gift of the Spirit, is given to each one of us for the profit of all. The spiritual gift in you is not for your profit only, but for all of us. Are you with me this morning? It's important that we understand this so we can eliminate individualism and selfishness in the body of Christ. So we can eliminate the pride which comes along when somebody thinks they are gifted, they begin to think they are more important than the other person. You are gifted so you can save and save me, not yourself. Your gift must be enjoyed by the body of Christ. We must enjoy you. The gift in you makes you so sweet to us. It makes you so edible, if I were to use that word. Because that is the purpose and the nature of the gift in you. The gifts make us acceptable. The gifts make us valuable to one another. Am I preaching good this morning? Thank you. Let's move on to, maybe let me just read my statement here, that through spiritual gifts, the Holy Spirit gives us ability to express our faith effectively. We can have faith, which also is a gift, but without the spiritual gifts necessary, we are unable to express our faith effectively. We can express faith, but it cannot be effective. When the spiritual gift comes along, we begin to be effective in our faith. And the Bible says faith without works is dead faith. And it is the spiritual gift in us that catalyzes my faith. To begin to act and produce the work of faith. Ladies and gentlemen, the work of faith in us is not necessarily about having material things. Let's not be ignorant. Because even those in the world who don't have this kind of faith have material things. The faith the Bible is talking about here is the faith that manifests the kingdom of God, the nature of the kingdom of God, the purposes of the kingdom of God, the faith that ministers Jesus to all of us. That's the kind of faith that we're talking about here. Hallelujah. Are you with me this morning? Talk to your neighbor and say, I'm here with my gift to minister to you. 
My point number two, the nature and purpose of the gifts is that the gifts are given in varying measures. The gifts, the spiritual gifts are given. You don't have to go to college to attain one. You, you don't have to do anything to attain one. They are given, but they are given in varying measures. Varying measures. In varying degrees. In varying circumstances. It's not that you are given if it is, a, uh, let me say, the, way, the word of wisdom. It's not that you have one cup, this one has got two cups. Those not are the measures we are talking about here. They are given in various contexts, in varying contexts. That is to say, you might not even know you have the gift of the word of wisdom, but you come to a situation that requires the word of wisdom and is given to you at that point. That's why Jesus says, don't worry what you shall say when you get in front of them. It shall be given you. At that particular instance, it shall be given you and you operate in that gift. And it even amazes you. Wow, I really know I had the gift. You have it. Are you with me this morning? You have it. They're given in varying measures. Let's read the scripture I have read. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 6, but we also read verse 7. Is it there? And there are varieties of activities, but it's the same God who empowers them all in everyone. These activities, they are empowered by God in. They are very various. The challenge with us is we are so one-sided in our understanding of God or even spiritual gifts. And yet we have a variety of these things and they function in different ways from this one to that one and that one and that one and that one. But it is the same God, the same gift, the same spirit, the same everything. And when you are not sure of it and this morning you see a different aspect of this gift, you begin to condemn it and say, no, 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 no. That is not of God because it is not what you are used to. Are you with me this morning? And yet it is the part of the gift that functions and operates in you. Are you with me this morning? So th these gifts are given by grace. They are not deserved. They are not earned. They are not your achievement. It is not even because you fast or pray more than others. This is so that you cannot boast in them. Yeah? So that you cannot personalize these gifts. You see me. You see me. I pray more than everyone. That's why I flow in the gifts of the Spirit. That is a lie. The gifts are given in varying measures. Not for you, but for all of us. I will keep emphasizing this. And I will ask you to say it to your neighbor. They are not for you only. They are for me also. Because you are there to minister to, to me. That's why you are gifted this morning. Hallelujah. 
I'm trying very much here to get with my time and be well behaved. Ladies and gentlemen, what we need to do if we grow in character is to avoid pride in the things of the Lord. You cannot just attack pride on its own. You need to mature in your character. You need to grow in the fruit of the Spirit. So you can handle this. Let me say this. If you look at the world around us, there are so many people gifted naturally. Eh? The natural giftings, the natural talents are not the spiritual gifts I am talking about. No, they are different things. But even the natural gift requires character. Without character, it kills you. It destroys you. You sit here, you know of many people, highly gifted, highly talented, who have been destroyed by their talents and their gifts because of character issues. And so, as a believer, you have the fruit of the Holy Spirit in you so that it can help you eliminate pride. Because the natural man by himself is a very proud person. Very proud of their achievements. They boast a lot about themselves and they want to be seen everywhere. But in the kingdom, John says, I decrease that he may increase. And that is the attitude of a winner. That's the attitude of a spiritually gifted person. To decrease so that God takes glory. Because the gift is not mine. It's from him and for him and for his mission and purposes. Are you with me this morning? Number three. Each believer has received a gift. Did you hear that? Each believer has received a gift. Everyone born of God and everyone believing in the Lord Jesus Christ Everyone following the Lord Jesus Christ, everyone who is a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ has been given a gift and has received a gift. Whether you know it or not, it has been given to you. Whether you know it or not, you have received the gift. Hello? Yeah? Maybe somebody is saying to you, you are not yet gifted. No, that's a lie. If you are believing in the Lord Jesus, you have received a, a gift. First Peter chapter 4, verse 10 and 12. Let's read. Let's read there. First Peter 4. What did I say? Yes, verse 10. 10, 11. What did I get? Verse 8. As each has received a gift, Use it to save one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. As each has, past tense, received a gift. So use that gift to save one another. My beloved brothers here, all of us here have received a gift, a spiritual gift. All of us here have been gifted. I am not talking about your natural talent. I'm talking about the spiritual gift. Those are two different things. 
the spiritual gift I'm talking about here is a supernatural ability. When you begin to do things, the, I mean things in a way that you never thought you were able to. In a way that surprises you. Yeah? The spiritual gifts, it makes you outmaneuver your timidity. Many of us as believers are very timid when it comes to the things of the Lord. Because in our thinking, we are telling ourselves we are not naturally able. Yes, you are not naturally able, but spiritually able. Are you with me? The moment you break the barrier of timidity, you walk into a realm called faith and the spiritual gift takes over. Are you with me this morning? Because in the things of the Lord, you don't rely on yourself, on your natural man. The natural man cannot do the things of God because the things of God are spiritual things. They need a spiritual man. And the spiritual man is so spiritually gifted, deliberately by God, so that he can excel over the natural. That's why you saw in the Bible, when you read the book of Acts, at some point they looked at Peter and others, they said, but these men are uneducated. Yeah? These men are uneducated, but the things they do, the things they say, how they teach and speak and all that kind of stuff, it's not for uneducated men. They thought it was for educated men. I can assure you, even educated men would not speak like Peter, would not speak like the early church or the disciples, because it was not about education, it was about the gift. In them, the spiritual gift. Let's and gentlemen look at the timid Peter. Yeah, how he stands after the miracle of uh, Pentecost and begins to speak. Yeah, so eloquently, so much that three thousand people give their lives to the Lord. That's not natural. That is supernatural. That is what the supernatural gift or the spiritual gift does to you. All of us here this morning are able. All of us here this morning can speak like Peter. All of us here this morning can do like Paul, can do like everyone else. All of us here can teach Christ Jesus. All of us here can preach in word or in deed. Because you are given, you have this supernatural ability. Talk to your neighbor and say, I am able. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And how does he strengthen us? He strengthens us by these supernatural, these spiritual gifts that he gives us, ladies and gentlemen. Are you with me this morning? There is joy in discovering the gift of God in your life. There is joy in it. And you begin to excel in it. You begin to use it for the advantage of the kingdom and for your advantage. Because it makes you excellent. When you get into the realm of that gift. Are you with me this morning? So these gifts are given to all followers and disciples of Jesus Christ for ministry. 
you don't just display them in your display cabinets. They are for ministry. You grow and mature in the gift. The more you use it, the more you walk in it, it becomes like it is your natural talent. It becomes like it is your natural way of doing things, but yet it is the spiritual gift. Like we say it in 1 Corinthians 12, verse number 7, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. We are gifted and equipped so that we can bring about the ministry of the kingdom of our God. So the gifts equip us with ability for kingdom ministry. All of us are able. Every believer. Ladies and gentlemen, there is no small and big believer in the kingdom of God. We are gifted equally. Are you with me? We might be called to different positions. You will see as we go on with the gifts. But the truth is the anointing is the same. The gifting is the same. The spirit is the same. And all of us can do what we need to do in that particular context. Can I ask that you just look at your neighbor and say, please do it. You can do it. We all have been given a measure of faith to receive and exercise the gifts God apportioned to us. Romans chapter 12 verse number 3 talks about this measure of faith that God has given us a measure of faith. Each and every one of us here. The gifts function by faith. You don't have to scramble around to get that faith. It already has been given to you. You see, God is beautiful. God is a wonderful God. He gives you a measure of faith and then he gives you a gift. The faith given to you so that you can receive this gift. Because it can only be received by faith. Remember that the things of God are about faith. They work by faith. So he gives in each and every one of us a measure. The Bible doesn't tell us how big and how small. But I can assure you, it is big enough to cause the gift to be received by you. And to cause the gift to operate and function through you. Gives you a measure, then a gift is up to you to receive. But Peter said, we have received. Because the faith has already been given. And so we are able to function in the gifts of the Spirit. So what are these gifts, even as I draw towards my conclusion? What are these gifts? We have three clusters of these gifts that we will look into. How long will this take? I do not know. But we want to look at all the gifts individually as we go on. These gifts are found in 1 Corinthians, the first cluster, 1 Corinthians 12, verse 8 to 12. And these are the gifts that are called the gifts of the Spirit, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. They are given by the Holy Spirit to believers. And the Bible says he gives as he pleases. Are you with me? And this is a cluster of nine gifts. Can we read through the cluster? There's a cluster of nine gifts given to a believer by the Holy Spirit. Who indwells you, by the way? 
eternally. Are we able to read? So we can understand this. Let me emphasize here that these gifts are supernatural abilities. They are not your heightened natural ability. They have nothing to do with your natural ability. They are given. And the Bible says, for to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom. That is the word of wisdom. I'm not going to explain what it is. Number one. And to another the utterance of knowledge. That is the utterance of wisdom. The utterance of knowledge. Those are two gifts. Wisdom and knowledge. According to the same Spirit. Then verse number nine says, to another faith by the same spirit. There is a measure of faith that we are all given. But there is this faith here that the spirit gives to an individual. On top of the measure of faith. You will understand it when we break it down as we move on. And then there is another to another gift Gift of healing. Ladies and gentlemen, is not gift of healings, but is a gift of healing. One healing, but various gifts. Oh my God. People in this gift or with this gift, somebody can heal this other thing and somebody cannot. And somebody can it. Because the gifts of healing are different. It's beautiful to operate in that realm of the gifts of healing. They are all not yours to show off they must function here and function out there. There's no way ladies and gentlemen we can gather here as believers gifted by the Holy Spirit and our people remain sick. No, it's not supposed to be like that. That is if we are functioning in these gifts of the Spirit. That is if we know the gifts amongst us and we are using them and utilizing them for the glory of our God. People must be healed. Not maybe, underline the word, must be healed because Jesus has died on the cross. For they are healing and has gifted us here with the kind of gifts. Let's move on. What are the other gifts? To another, the working of miracles. Ah, people love miracles. Yeah, people are all over the world looking for miracles. I'm looking for my miracle. You might be looking for a miracle when you have the gift of the working of miracles yourself. And because you are ignorant. And because you are ignorant and you are running all over the show, the devil misleads you. And you call for a fake miracle. Because the devil can still do miracles. Yeah? Then to another prophecy. Prophecy. Yeah, you don't need to be a prophet to have the gift of prophecy. Here, there are people with the gift of prophecy. Here. In this place. Then to another, the ability to distinguish between spirits, the discerning of spirits. 
Ladies and gentlemen, we live in a world infested with these spirits. If you are not discerning enough, you can follow wrong spirits. You can just be misled like that. Because most of them appear like it's the Holy Spirit when he is not. It's just demonic spirits. So you need this act. This ability to discern these spirits. And then they easy to another various kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. Are we done? All these are empowered by one and the same spirit who apportions to each one individually as he will. He apportions, distributes to each one of us, each one of the believers, as he wills, the Holy Spirit. Cluster number two, for the sake of my time. Romans 12, verse 3 to verse 8. These are given by the Father in heaven. These gifts are given by God himself in heaven. These gifts are purpose gift, basic life purpose gifts. These are roles assigned by the creator to individual. They are given and the God gives you a measure to comprehend, a measure of faith to comprehend this. Yeah? Are you with me? You're looking for your purpose and all that kind of stuff. God gives you these gifts so that you can function in them. You want us to read, please? Let's go. For by grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. Let's move on. For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. Let us use them if prophecy in proportion to our faith, if serving in our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who gives or contributes in generosity, the one who leads, leadership is a gift with zeal. And the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. You saw the gifts there. We will expound on them, don't you worry. They're given by God to all of us. And if God has given you this as your purpose of life, the Bible says excel in it. Excel in it. Because the faith is already been given, excelling. Isn't it interesting that giving can be a gift? Yeah? This isn't interesting that mercy, <laughs> doing acts of mercy, acts of kindness is a gift. Isn't it interesting that serving around, running around and serving everyone is a gift? Very interesting. It's a gift. And prophecy comes again given by the Father, given by the Holy Spirit as a gift. The last one, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 7 to 11. These are gifts given by Christ himself. 
they are given for the nurturing and equipping of his body, of his church. They are not for control. They are not for ecclesiastical competition. I know you see a lot of people competing over these gifts. Let's read them. They compete. Who is big? Who is more anointed? Who is this and that? Ah, that one's a man of God. That one is that. That one is that. All that comes from the devil. It is not of God because God's gifts are not for competition. They are not for comparisons. They are not for your selfish and your, your egos and the like. But grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. Let's go on. Therefore, it says, when he ascended on high, he led a host of captives and he gave gifts to men. Jesus gave gifts to men. In saying he ascended, what does it mean? But that he had also descended into the lower regions, the earth. Yes. He who descended is the one who also ascended far above all the heavens that he might feel all things. And what did he do? And he gave the apostles. Being an apostle is a gift. Yeah? He gave to some apostles, to some the prophets. This time, this is not prophecy, but this is an office. Eh? Prophet. To others, evangelists the shepherds, which is the pastor, and teachers. These are the gifts. What for? Why did he give these? For the equipping of the saints. For the equipping of the body of Christ. Yeah? So that you can be equipped by these gifts, and these gifts are found amongst ourselves. So they can equip us. They can perfect us. They are not for boasting. They are not for pride. They are not for competition. They serve a purpose of God. But when you look around these days, oh, these guys are so confused. These guys are so much in competition. These guys are taking the position of Christ in the lives of the church. These guys want to be worshipped because of the gift. These guys are manipulating a lot of us. These guys is all about them. They are anointed men of God. And it is us who corrupt them more. Yeah. It's us who corrupt them more. Ah, that man of God is more anointed than that one. That is a deception. That is a misunderstanding of the scripture and the gifts of the spirit and the spiritual gifts as a whole. Ladies and gentlemen, what am I saying as I conclude? We are all gifted. We all have spiritual gifts. We all have received the spiritual gifts. How then do we process them? As we go on in the coming weeks, we will be taking you through this so you can understand. And our prayer is, not even at the end of the teachings, but during this course, you will be able to understand the gift in you and begin to function.